This is MMA Sucker Radio. We cover all things MMA, fight breakdowns and recaps, fighter interviews, and all the latest news from the world of mixed martial arts. MMA Sucker Radio. You've just been sucker punched. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I am your host, as always, Jeremy Brand. I've got a plan today, a big one. The war master himself, Josh Barnett, joins the show to discuss all things Bloodsport 2, GCW Bloodsport, how he came together with them, his matchup in the first event, uh, the cancellation of his fight with John Moxley, what goes into booking fights, his Bellator contract, obviously we'll dig into some MMA because this is an MMA show and that's what we want to get and much much more. Now, Bloodsport 2 goes down September 14th. Uh, you can catch all the action live on Fight TV. Download the app, get it on your computer, however you want to watch it. Fight TV is where to go to watch the action. Uh, this weekend, we've got UFC goes down very early in the morning on Saturday for North Americans. You guys can check that out. I'm not going to go over the fight card, but make sure you check out MMASucka.com for our staff picks. They are up now, and they are live. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MMASucka. And uh, I've got a cool mini documentary about 15 minutes long on the sound. It's a mixed martial arts club in Squamish, British Columbia, run by head coach Casey Smith. His brother Cole Smith is an up-and-coming prospect in the UFC bantamweight division, undefeated. He fights at UFC Vancouver. And Check out that documentary at youtube.com slash MMASucka. Without further ado, let's get right into my interview with Josh Barnett. All right, cool. So... Bloodsport 2 goes down on September 14th. I, I just wanted to know like a bit of a backstory. How did you and GCW Bloodsport hook up and get together? Well, they hit me up uh, for the show that they did with Matt Riddle to begin with. And, uh, you know, I was down. Um, there were some good opponent choices. And you know, I figured um, this would be a, a decent reason for me to, to wrestle here in the States. But um, there was a conflict of, uh, not conflict of interest, but, uh, conflicting dates on some things I was doing. So, uh, it made, made it, uh, unable for me to compete in that Matt Riddle show. But, um, Matt Riddle then would go and get picked up by the WWE. And so Brett of GCW reached back out and said, Hey, we can't obviously do another show with Matt Riddle because you know, he's a WWE product now, but would you be interested in, in making it your show, let's say, or, or at least making it be the, uh, the title, the above title guy? And I said, yeah, but if that's the case, then I need to be able to book it, agent it, um, produce. I, I need to be able to, uh, to put my hands in it in, in, in entirely. And Brett was down. So... Now we have blood sport, Josh Barnett's blood sport. That's amazing. Now, so talking about that, like your hands are in every basket as it comes to blood sport, you say. Um, does this mean that, uh, that it really differs in comparison to other GCW events? Well, 
you know what? That's a good question, and I don't know. Um, I don't know how much input uh, Joey Janela has on his cards per se. Um, maybe I, I think the easy answer is yes, but it also that's just because of I would say the level of um, uh, of input that I do put into this show uh, and how much I treat it as something that needs to represent me in every single way uh since my name is on it um i take that very seriously so plus the type of show that it is i would say that you can't you can't get this show anywhere else you can you could make it look the same you could try to build it off the same concept but if you don't have me at the helm it, you will not get the same product that much i 100 percent know is true so t- talking about you with your name on it and, and stuff like that, uh, how did your vision come together for what Josh Barnett's Bloodsport would look like? I mean, you have obviously the you know Japanese pro wrestling background, the MMA background, and all that kind of stuff. What was the vision going into your first event? Well, I mean, there was already a, uh, a foundation with yeah. some expectation underneath it with the first uh, Matt Riddle show that they did. Um, and I watched it and I was glad to see such a concept being put out there again. I, I, I truly believe that wrestling rooted in realism, that doesn't necessarily mean shoot style wrestling. I just mean wrestling where it's treated as, as, as true. I guess is the way I would say it as what you're watching is true and what, what you're watching matters and there's and continuing believability to it. I believe that there's a big market for that. And, uh, when it came to me taking this show, I, I understood what they were going for, but I also felt that nobody, there's not really anybody out there who can make that kind of show because they don't have the experience or the background and the, the history to do so. It's like um, trying to teach someone how to box when the only thing you know about boxing is watching Rocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have this idea that boxing looks like this, but in reality, it's a completely different animal. The only thing you can do is, is, is sort of crudely ape it. And uh, it, it's not any fault of anyone really in particular because the kind of people that 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 would bring you up in the sense of the in, in a professional wrestling environment that would inst- that could give that to you aren't really around. They don't really exist, and um, so it's not like there is a slew of Carl Gotch's and Billy Robinsons and the like, uh, Vern Gagne's sitting around. To, to, to bring people up in a, in a wrestling environment that would be able to um, give someone the, the, the experience to, to create a show like this. And so for me, uh, what I do in wrestling must honor those who gave me the, the, the reins to, to, to do wrestling the way that, that I do. Uh, I should say... I have to honor all, all the people that, that poured into me to help me be the professional wrestler I am today, like Carl Gotch and Antonio Inoki and Billy Robinson, um, among also 
other fantastic wrestlers that are even still working. I had to uphold that that image, and uh, you know, I have to sit back and think, well, you know, if if they would be, if they if they could be proud of the show, then then I think I did an all right job. Definitely makes complete sense. Now, speaking with that, then is is there a criteria for who you book on cards? Because I mean, you've booked people like Frank Mir, who has no pro wrestling background, and then you have guys that are from the pro wrestling background, mixed martial arts guys. The crossover is there. Uh, what's the criteria when guys are being booked? Uh, well, the simplest answer is that if I see something I can use, if I see the potential there, then I book them. <laughs> so um, it's as simple as that. And and that also goes to show that, you know, there's, there's, there's folks out there that, that on paper – Oh yeah, they they look like they've got all the credentials they should be, but that doesn't necessarily make you uh, qualified to give what I'm looking for. And that, that also is is easy to say that there could be people that look like they have all the credentials to be a professional wrestler, but you put them in the ring and maybe it just doesn't, you know, the spark just doesn't light, man. And so, you know, there's always that element of trying to to find a spark and that can ignite a fire in a wrestling ring. And that's, that's eternal, man. We're always trying to chase that down. Um, Brett also uh, plays a part in, in booking these matches too, and helps tremendously with guiding me around talent that I'm not familiar with and doing legwork. And, you know, he's been fantastic at, at helping make these things come together. And so some of, sometimes, you know, you do take a chance. And try to see is this you know is is this person going to be able to deliver in the ring what you want? But uh, there, it doesn't hurt obviously to, to have some fundamental wrestling strength. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just I know what I see when I see it. For sure, that's what I was going to ask. Like you sort of touched on it there a little bit. Have you ever booked someone thinking that they were going to be surefire and turned into, you know, dog shit? Well, I've only done the one show so far, so, so no. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, you know, we have this next one coming up, and hopefully that will not be the case. Um, so far, things have been pretty good. I know one thing that helps is a lot of the people that have been booked are people that I've actually had a hand in working with and training with. So uh, I know what to expect. Um, like, so so let's say even Andy Williams, I've he's trained with me before um, in wrestling and you know shoot stuff. We we worked lift weights together. We wrestled together uh, in training. It was easy for me to put him in that show. Plus, you know the guy has been legitimately has legitimately been in street fights before. He wrestled in high school. Like, okay, I know this guy knows how to fucking handle himself. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not worried so much about someone showing up and shitting the bed. I don't really think someone's going to shit the bed. I mean, I'm, maybe at some point in and up shows down, it'll happen. But I really hope that's not the case, not just for my show, but, but for them too, you know. Um, however, I have been pleasantly surprised. And that's, I personally love, anybody that can that can make me wrong in that sense like if i thought 
maybe somebody wasn't capable of delivering exactly what I wanted, and then they go out there and they blow the doors off. That, that I couldn't be any happier, you know. So with this, with this mat, you know, anything I try to do, I'm always looking to be surprised. I prefer it. Now, just over or under a week ago, I guess, uh, John Moxley announced that he was injured. The matchup with you will not take place. Uh, what's the thoughts on that? Will you still compete on the card? Yeah. Oh, I fully intend on competing on the card, and we're working on a replacement as we speak. Uh, as for, for Moxley, um, you know, a staff infection, MRSA in this case, is no joke. Uh, I... As I understand, he's been through it before. So hopefully this thing goes as successful, if not even more so. Uh, and I really hope that he can come out of it as healthy as possible and, and, and heal as fully as possible so he can get back out there and do what he loves. Uh, and there's just nothing nothing to be done about it. And people get injured sometimes in the physical sport. And it's just the name of the game. Uh, it is a bummer. But I do fully intend uh, to be able to put this match together uh, with Brett and GCW at a later date. So being that this is Bloodsport's third show, second this year, second under your name, uh, do you foresee that Bloodsport is going to be a regular promotion with a certain amount of shows or, or just doing you know a few shows per year? And will Josh Barnett's name be on that banner for the foreseeable future? Much as I can understand, yeah, that's the intent. Um, to, to have this be a, be something that, that myself and, and GCW does together and continue to build upon this. Um, how many shows in a year are we going to do? I don't really know. Um, I, some of that will probably come down to how many we're, we're literally capable of doing uh, via our own scheduling. And, uh, you know, we've only got so much time in the day and so many resources to try and put shows together and you know i've got a big busy full life on my own with my fighters and every other project i'm involved in in my own fight career and then you know brett and gcw are running uh you know shows almost every week it seems like so um making sure to find the, the space to, to put these blood sport shows out there is, is important but you know there are limitations I think it would be great if we could do at least four a year, but you know who knows. Um, this is a this is a, a passion project for sure, but I really do think it's got legs, and I think given the right resources, we could do something really fantastic with it. Do you see the promotion having champions in the future? It'd be nice, uh, and I think that having champions is a notable uh, notable element to add to a professional wrestling event. Um, maybe I would say even a necessity. I haven't, I haven't really fully sorted that out yet, but uh, I figure if we can get, maybe if we can start getting some shows locked in uh, on, a, on a more precise schedule, maybe a few more shows in, we can start thinking about that. 
Makes sense. Now let's move away from that a little bit. You in April it was announced that you were signed with Bellator. Uh, nothing has come to fruition with them. I know you've been obviously working with your fighters and and grooming the team that you've got. Obviously the blood sport thing in the works. Uh, what's the deal with Bellator? And obviously you are still signed with them, correct? Yes. Uh, I'm just waiting to hear how things unfold especially between uh, Bader and Congo, which is coming up, I believe, this weekend. And um, I had other things in, as I said, were uh, scheduling conflicts to uh, be going out and, and taking any fights with Bellator uh, most of this year. It's exciting. But I'm hoping for something uh, in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh... I guess it could be a little bit of a tease. Wintertime, hopefully. Uh, obviously, you were in Japan. You know, Bellator rising cross-promotion. Is that a possibility? If there's money and a ring and an opponent, it's a possibility. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, it looks like... I, I just got a couple more questions for you here. It looks like... You've been a busy man the past couple of weeks. Like I said, in, in Japan, you, you were with your, your fighter, Victor Henry. And the last time we spoke uh, was when he fought for Super Fight League in, in Washington State. And he brought home the title in that performance, an impressive performance. He's gone on to do more impressive things. You said, you know, it's he was wearing snakeskin belts back then. And now he's taken home real championship belts. Uh, what's the deal with Victor Henry? And, and where can we see him forward from now because it seems like you know we're only seeing him overseas he's fighting for Ryzen do you think that he could be on North American soil fighting for one of these big promotions or, or is Japan and Ryzen and those kind of things where we'll see Victor Henry from here on forward uh, he, he's willing and able and capable of fighting anywhere in the world really and right now um, we're, we're in Ryzen we've got a big opportunity there to perhaps uh, become another champion over in Japan uh, to add to that deep uh, bantamweight title that he has, become the Ryzen bantamweight title uh, title holder. It'd be fantastic. He's been doing great things in RCC in Russia. Uh, he's two and zero over in that promotion. Um, and really, what it comes down to is, I. I believe that Victor Henry is one of the absolute best Phantom weights in the world. I think Fight Matrix has him at like number 20 or something like that. Um, and if a, a good offer came in from someone in North America, sure enough. But as it stands, Japan, Russia, they've all been paying him quite well. So I don't really see any reason to go chasing after... Um, to go chase for an opportunity if it's not going to be as financially viable to him. Plus, Russia's got tons of, of, of great fights for him, and Ryzen obviously um, had some, some really high-level competitors themselves. So, um, you know, Victor's, Victor's on a great path right now. And if, uh, if one of these promotions in, in the U.S. wants one of the best bantamweights in the world in their division to, to add to their division and buy for their titles then you know they already they already know how to contact me definitely now before i let you go i want to get your thoughts on the whole bare knuckle boxing shtick that we've got going on these days most recently ken shamrock came out with valor bare knuckle 
What do you think of this whole endeavor? Is it something that you're interested in? I'm always interested to fight, and uh, I've spoken to uh, one of the bare knuckle competitions, bare knuckle promotions uh, earlier this year, but it didn't really it didn't really uh, come to any kind of fruition. But um, if I'm down. I mean, I think it's cool in its own right, and uh, more opportunities for people to compete, the better. Uh, I think bare knuckle MMA is better, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Uh, people want to compete. People want to fight. And if you give them the, the tools to go out there and do it, you, you never know what's going to come of it uh, and what new stars or champions will be coronated when given the opportunity. Finally, before I let you go here, Josh, why should people check out Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2 on September 14th? Because we're the hardest-hitting wrestling promotion in the entire world. Uh, you can't find what we're going to put on the match anywhere else. You heard it here. Thanks a lot, Josh. Uh, have a great rest of your day, man. Thank you. You too. That was Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett's Blood Sport 2 goes down September 14th, as I said. Pretty cool to hear that he would like to be back inside the mixed martial arts cage or ring uh, in the wintertime. Money comes into play, could see a rise in promotion. Josh Barnett getting back to his Japan roots, which is pretty darn cool. That does it for this episode of Sucker Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks to Josh Barnett for joining the show as well. And check us out next week. <laughs>